Um, I, I can't say 25 years ago I ever thought I'd be here. Um, I didn't want to be a Christian, let alone a pastor, so I, I have the opposite answer. Um, no, I did not expect this for me or us or where we are. Um, I did have vision for this next edition. Part of when we were building this, we built what we could afford or moderately uh, have wisdom and faith for here in this present box. Um, I have faith for the next one. After that, it's the next generation, baby. <laughs> it's on you. Um, so we ha we're talking about setting it up for the future and where we build from there and what happens and, and what it looks like and how to expand the sanctuary again and kids' wings and all this stuff. And I keep telling my, our builder, that's on the next generation, but let's set them up for success, including our heart would be to leave them debt-free, uh, completely debt-free. So. All right. Um, I, I want to share one, one scripture and kind of dive into this to at least leave you with some uh, thing to make this a legal church meeting by opening our Bibles. Um, <laughs> so we're going to go to Galatians 5. Uh, it's interesting that Josh Haas spoke from Galatians 5. He started at 16 last week. And it's interesting that he did that because he probably doesn't even know this, or at least he sh I'm sure he didn't certainly connect the dots. That when we were making our first guest packets, we had these folders we would pass out to new folks at our old building, you know, 13, 14, 15 years ago or more. Um, matter of fact, I think we still have the leftover boxes of those folders up in the attic, but you can pitch those if you like. I don't think we'll ever use those again. Um, I should have got one out to show. On the back of that is a scripture, and it's Galatians 5.1. We're, I, was, I was in charge of kind of that, that thing, and Nicole and I, when I got saved, I got radically saved, and I went all in. And I'm like, okay, I didn't believe any of it was true. When I experienced and encountered the presence of the Lord and, and had uh, my salvation experience, if you will, um, I, I, I just went all in and said, okay, whatever we don't have, whatever we need, I'll do. Nicole and I started up the youth group. We launched and initiated and helped with a team do small groups, um, then became assistant pastor, and then just whatever needed. And visitor packets and kind of a thing of who we were uh, was, was important. So I sat down with my mom and dad. I said, if we had a theme verse, why did you start the church? Begin to ask them questions. And my mom immediately, didn't even have to really think about it, said Galatians 5.1. And, um, and I'd like to read it, but it's funny because Josh went there last week and was talking about a lot of this when our very founding in our 25 years is really from Galatians 5.1. So if you turn with me there, or they'll throw it up on the screen if you don't have your Bibles. Uh, but it says this, So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Some versions say don't take up a yoke of bondage, right? There's these, these different versions of Christ made us free, let's stay free. And she began, as, my, as I asked my mom that, she said, Aaron, we want a place, we wanted a place for people to experience the freedom of Christ. That they wouldn't be tied up with a yoke of any bondage, whether that be religious bondage and church rules, whether that be addiction, mental, whatever it is. She said, we want a place of freedom. And then they began to explain, we also wanted to see you children saved and set free. Amen. We came from a place of a very religious background um, and, and it just different. And we love them, we bless them, but it um, wasn't who we, we were being called to be. And, and, and just different things that happen in that and different rejections and, and being shunned in different areas. Uh, once my dad pulled out, uh, it affected us kids and being raised as pastor kids anyway in a very, very strict, um, we, we would call it legalistic way in the way that we were at least, uh, was not very fruitful in our lives at the time. 
So they wanted a place of freedom. And that's why we hold on to a very key core value here. When you see worship, it's free. Because we want the freedom of Christ here, and that looks so different in each person. And it's, it needs to be different in each person because each bondage, each, each weight of sin, each, each history, each story is, is totally different. So that hit me. So, so, Dad, I want you to speak into this for a minute. But now, let, let me give you a little background here. Paul's writing this to the church of Galatians, right? And, and you have these, um, basically, the, these folks that were saying and going, following Paul on his journey, saying, okay, yes, Christ, and it has to be faith in Christ, but you also have to do these laws, okay? So, so these folks were going back and then contradicting what Paul was saying. No, you need to obey all 613 laws. You need to still, yes, you need Christ to set you free, but you can't eat this meat, you can't do this, and you need to be circumcised, so that's what, that's what was happening here. So Paul in Galatians is now confronting. So he starts the book by validating who he is as an apostle. Then he starts to talk to them and remind them about the freedom of Christ and why they don't need to do the laws. So I, I want to just read the rest of this and let you speak into it and finish. It says, so Christ has truly set us free. Make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again with the slavery and the yoke. Um, so now it says this, listen, I, Paul, tell you this, if you are counting on circumcision to make you right with God, then Christ will be no benefit to you. I'll say it again. If you are trying to find favor with God by being circumcised, works, legalism, the law, okay, that's, that's kind of all-encompassing, you must obey every regulation in the whole law of Moses, all 613 rules, okay? For if if you are trying to make yourselves right with God by keeping the law, you have been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace. Essentially, what he's doing is he's propositioning them, saying, listen, if you think you need to do this one, you need to do them all, which was impossible. It's impossible for one person to fulfill all 613 laws and abide by those rules. So he's sitting here saying, like, it's not by rules, law, or legalism that makes you free. It's Christ. It's what he did on the cross. He took all of sin, he took all of the law, and he took it upon himself so that we could live free in him as sons and daughters, not slaves and orphans. And it goes on to say, let me just finish this out to verse, through verse 15. But who, we who live by the Spirit eagerly wait to receive the faith, the righteousness God has promised us, for when we, were, when we place our faith in Christ, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressed itself in love. You were running the race so well, who has held you back from following the truth? It certainly isn't God, for he is the one who called you to freedom. This false teaching is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough. I am trusting the Lord to keep you from believing false teachings. Again, God will judge that person, whoever it is, who has been confusing you. Dear brothers and sisters, if I were still preaching that you must be circumcised, as some say I do, why am I still persecuted. If I were no longer preaching salvation through the cross of Christ, no one would be offended. I just wish that those troublemakers who want to manipulate or mutilate you by circumcision would mutilate themselves, for you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. That's good. But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. So many times people walk in up a room saying, I feel loved. I feel like I'm part of something. I feel like I belong at the table. In here, how many feel like there's a tangible love and acceptance in this place? It's from Galatians 5. There's a connection from freedom 
to love because when we understand that our that we were bought with a price on the cross by Jesus through faith in him now we have the freedom of Christ so that we can love like Christ to others does that make sense the love that you experience in here is the love of Christ through us because we've experienced love it's just like like grace a lot of grace is given when grace a lot of grace has been received when we understand grace like me I I was a heathen I was a mess and I give a lot of grace to people because I understand I needed a lot of grace. So it's that same thing. Now, love. Now, it finishes up by saying this. For the whole law can be summed up by the one command. Love your neighbors yourself. But if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of destroying one another. We fight for unity. We believe in the unity of the body, the unity of believers, and the unity of Christ. That's yeah. my sermon. What do you got? I... I can't hardly uh, follow that up. <clears throat> I just want to say that when we started the church, that was that was the scripture that we used. We wanted to be free. We was very much in legalism at the time, and uh, we we was in a little box, and we would let some people in that box once in a while if they looked right. And, and it wasn't that so much that they had the spirit, so much that they were uh, the way they were living, but they had to look it and. Uh, and we had different rules and regulations on how they had to look. And uh, I just thank God that uh, we can love everyone. Uh, we can love uh, people from other congregations, other different, uh, uh, whether they're Baptist, Catholic, doesn't matter to us. And uh, uh, once I got free of that, I mean, there was such a spirit that came over me. There was a spirit that came over the church, and people would walk into that old church, and one of the things that they said on a consistent basis we really feel the love and love is what it's all about loving God loving each other serving each other serving God and uh, don't get all bound up and uh, I was bound up for years and I thank God for the freedom that I have Amen. yep all right so um, we're going to close with communion so if you don't have communion um, we've got some baskets here just make your way to get some communion um, but if you could stand with me Stand with me. We invite anybody to do communion. Um, you don't have to be a member of this church. Uh, if you love Jesus, you're a member of his church. If you've received him, um, your kids can do communion. That's up to you as long as they have understanding what it is. <clears throat> so there's a scripture, and, and we just want to finish with this word on unity, okay? 1 Corinthians uh, 10 16 and 17 says when we bless the cup of the lord's table aren't we sharing in the blood of christ and when we break the bread aren't we sharing in the body of christ and though we are many we all eat from one loaf of bread showing that we are one body i like that scripture talking about the unity of the body because that's that's our desire here is that we don't judge one another we don't stumble over who each other isn't but we celebrate who one another is and who we're called to be in the lord and that's part of Galatians 5. If you need communion, just raise your hand. There's, there's some in the back corner here that need it. Just raise your hand if you need communion compliments. Um, so in that, we're, we're one body. We're, we're, we're connected through the blood of Jesus. It's Galatians 5.1. And him is where our freedom is, not the works, not the legalism. And those of you who know the depth of our history, uh, my mom and dad pulled out of a denomination and eventually started up a room. In that decision, got shunned from family, friends of 25, 30 years, were black, black label, were no longer allowed to be talked to, different things. 
And it's because of their pursuit. And I, I'm just going to, I'd like to honor you in this for a minute. Like starting a business or anything, there's risk, right? But they knew what they had to do as, as from the Lord, not just because they thought this was a good idea and they wanted to grow something big. It was their heart to reach people who needed to be reached, who were in bondage, who were, who were in captivity, who were in slavery, who were still in legalism, uh, who, who even our, us kids, we were hurt and wounded by a lot of this. And as we saw, you know my story, at 12 years old, I witnessed all of this, understanding it wasn't right, but blaming God in the church. All right, so, so now we get to this point to where we get to understand the freedom of Christ. And it's not around rules, regulations, the Mosaic law, or, or appearances, or, or these things um, known as doctrines, or, or whatever. It's these things that Christ, his blood connects us. Yeah. His body died for us to be one, to be whole, to be healthy. So, Dad, would you like to do the bread? I'd like to read a scripture here in uh, 1 Corinthians 11 and 21, or 23 for I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself on the night when he was betrayed the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it then he broke it in pieces and said this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me he took on Jesus Christ himself took on sin iniquity rebellion disease grief and uh, and a lot of times we don't even know he took on shame and he said do this in remembrance of me and this is what we want to do today and the body of Jesus Christ uh, he says what did he say he said I am the bread of life I am the bread of life so take out your bread Heavenly Father, we come before you right now. We ask your blessings over this bread, realizing that you are the bread of life. And Lord, we take this, realizing, dear God, what you've done for us. And let us always remember what you went through. Let us not forget what you did for us. We ask your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Take the bread. Thank you, Jesus. I'll just finish the verse he started with in, in regards to the blood. <clears throat> in the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. His blood is powerful. It's more powerful than anything else in this planet. It's more power than sin. It's more power than hopelessness or, or ailments or issues that we even got prayer for today. But his, his blood, it, it connects us with covenant to him. It cleanses us and it covers us. So as we take this, let's remember the Lord's blood. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. Thank you that you cleanse us, you cover us, and you connect us in covenant with you and each other. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Um, we have a prayer team that's going to come up, and if you uh, need prayer for anything, specifically, we don't like to end any service without the opportunity for salvation. We have exploited a really good God today, a God that heals, a God that saves, a God that delivers, 
If you don't have a relationship with that God, with Jesus Christ, we, we want to invite you to do that. So they'll come up here. Um, but a couple things as we move forward in the next few weeks. We're going to have some guest speakers that is going to be some blast from the past that we're real excited. My dad does not know this yet. We're going to surprise him with a couple. Um, but also, there's a, a QR code to scan out there on that table in the middle. That's where you can upload pictures of, of your experience here, past, um, or just fun things, and they've been rolling, and there's a photo album that that's creating that you can be a part of and see. Even if you're brand new, get in there, see our history. Our old building um, sat about 120, and we'd put 140 people in there and just go crazy. The floors would shake. It was pretty um, dangerous. But anyway, next week, I'm going to be covering our core values, and then we're going to start to integrate some guest speakers from our past uh, but also then push into our future, then get into thankfulness for Thanksgiving. Uh, but God bless you guys. We love you. Happy Pink Sunday. We have carnations for you as you walk out. The purpose of those carnations is to take one, and maybe somebody needs prayer. Maybe it's cancer. Maybe it's healing. Maybe they just need encouraged. So take a carnation and figure out somebody to bless that with and just encourage their day. God bless you guys. All right, here's how we're going to dismiss. You got your microphone? Or do you, you don't need it. This, this guy used to yell at me when I was a kid. He does not need a microphone. Okay. We used to have Wednesday night Bible studies, all right? And that was like Bible teaching, Bible study. Um, I was bored in there at 20-some years old, so Nicole and I started a youth group, so I didn't have to be in there. So now, some of you are like, it makes a lot of sense. Now, now we know. Anyway. Dad used to dismiss the same way every Wednesday night. He'd ask everybody to raise their hands and say, thank you, Jesus, three times, and he'd lead this, and that was the dismissal. Could you do the honors? Okay. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you guys.